1: Boogie hates racism and Chris Paul, and who cannot get on board with that platform?
2: If I've learned a lot, this I, I'm not going to say
1: it, that sounds too no, Roll. No. no, 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 no. <laughs> if the Bucks do win it all, Pat Connaughton's numbers should be in the rafters. Hey there, welcome to the Eurostep Podcast Network Milwaukee Bucks Season Preview Podcast. It's here, we've gone through the other 29 teams to share a quick analysis and over under pre- predictions, we're going to do the same about the Milwaukee Bucks, although obviously have a much deeper conversation to go along with said predictions. I'm Ty Windish, one of the hosts of the Eurostep, joined as always by the very golden ratio friendly Rohan Kadi, plus Jordan Tresky and Adam McGee of the Win in Six podcast. Fellas, for the last time before the 22 23 NBA season, how's it going? You scared you me, Ty. I was Like are you
2: <laughs> dropping some news on me for oh, the last no.
1: time? No, just oh my for goodness, first time we're all going to be on a pod before the season starts. I know. I,
2: I had a mini heart attack. I was oh. like, no, I can't get rid of my GSPN homies.
1: That's nice,
3: Jordan. You and I are not golden ratios. Let's not you know that. So.
4: Neither am I. <laughs> I don't even know what these words
1: mean. <laughs> <laughs> we will. We will we'll get, get to, to it. We'll yeah. Get to it. We'll get to the golden ratio later when we talk about bucks coaching but i think we've decided the best way to do this so we've done over unders for every team we're going to do our predictions or takes in jordan's case on the bucks over under as well we pulled this a couple days ago the line may have shrunk a little bit since then with recent news we'll get into on the injury front for Milwaukee however we are going with a line of 53 adam as you did the calcs beforehand, to be prepared to speak to this without without needing to say judged by the over-under, just pure data, science. Would you like to kick us off on this episode? Yeah,
3: I'll, I'll kick us off. Uh, do I feel good about kicking us off? No. Do I feel good about what I'm going to say? Not really, although not by a long way. Um, so when we went through all these over-unders and we did our East and West previews, At that time, the Milwaukee Bucks line sat at 53 wins. And that is exactly what I had the Bucks to come in at, was 53 wins. Um, They are the team that I have for top of the Eastern Conference. Do I feel quite as good about that now as I did a few days ago? Not necessarily. Pat Connington being out a few weeks on top of the other injuries they're dealing with start season makes wing depth a real concern. and. I don't put any stock in preseason. I was going to say, I don't put a lot, but I don't put any stock in preseason. But off a preseason where obviously they didn't win a game and then coming into the season down a number of guys, maybe it'll be tough or maybe it won't. Maybe it'll just be like, oh, Giannis is the best player in the world and Drew is still there and Brooke is there and they've got Bobby to give them some minutes so he might get a better version of Grayson and Wes Matthews can give quality minutes still. And sure, beyond that, we're going to have some questions But there is still a really strong starting lineup and a couple of core contributors beyond that um, into Javon Carter. Certainly, we're going to see a lot of George Hill to start the season, whether it continues that way further down the line. I guess that start of the season will decide a lot on that front. It's going to be kind of trial by fire for him. Is he going to bounce back or is he officially done? But yeah, in coming into this exercise and where I'm at with the books overall, I don't think it's going to be a really gaudy win total that leads the east this year i think the books are going to have a better regular season i think some things should click just a little bit better than they did last year hoping going with what rohan i believe was very adamant towards the back end of last year that we're going to get a better version of grayson allen and he's going to mesh better with the books this season hoping that factors into it but yeah for me uh i was i was going with the push do i feel great about that now Mm-hmm If we're doing a fresh, I might shave a game or two off, but I see the Bucs being 50-plus wins and being right in the mix, the top of the East.
2: I mean, it's par for the course for the Bucs to win 50 games under Mike Budenholzer. Uh, They've had a 50-win or 50-win pace every single one of his seasons. So even though the line is 53, I'm taking the slight under, and I'm saying 52 wins. I'm sure we're going to get into it. A lot of what you're saying, Adam, uh, rings true for me as well. Injury concerns are a little... It's a little concerning obviously i just said their injury, injury concerns but uh it's just it's a little troubling like how is this roster going to sort of fit together i feel like they're going to go through some pains maybe a little early on in the season but if there's a time to do it it's then it's early on and then as they get their guys back and get stronger they'll continue to get better can we expect another 60 win season from this team probably not are we they're going to be very very good one of the top seeds in the east 50 plus wins I think so.
4: Um,
2: it's so I went in, the
4: takes. I went into this exercise thinking fifty three is kind of like the perfect number for them. Obviously, as Rohan mentioned, they've had uh, fifty win seasons or fifty win pace every year that Bud has been in Milwaukee. Um, so it's earned. Definitely earned. I at the time that we were doing the initial over-unders, I was thinking, well, there has been a lot of clarity on Chris Middleton's timeline, and we don't know how long he's <laughs> gonna be out. Like that's kind of okay. Don't really know that. Joe ingles kind of getting pushed back, even though I think January felt very optimistic when he was interviewed um over the summer. Forget how or when that happened.
3: I think even um, it was December at one point. It was like Yeah, that's
4: right. Yeah. It was December. Or uh, Whispers or whatever. Um from the horse's mouth, I should say. Um, but I was like, okay, so you're missing like wing depth. Then it's just like a matter of we know what this where this team is at. It's it's not just, you know, Chris is obviously a huge ingredient to what they're putting together and I did not watch any of the preseason. I'm just admitting this right now. But it wasn't like I was like, hey, oh, it's like, oh, you lost every game? Okay, whatever. It's not a big deal. But it's just a matter of, okay, you're going to give the young guys opportunity early in the season, especially with Chris being out. Um, On top of that, Joe Ingles being out. Then the news came in about Pat being out for three weeks. Wes is dealing with something that they are hoping to be cleared up by the season opener. But, again, you're kind of wanting to pace West um, over the course of the season. So it's just a lot of like, Hmm. For like the greatest strength of their roster, it's already being tested a lot going into this year. And you're going to see a lot of Marjan, You're going to see a lot of war. You're going to see a lot of two guard lineups, whether it's some machination of Drew and George, or is it Drew Drew and Javon, George and Javon, uh, Grayson out. Like it's, a lot of those, like, things of, like, okay, there's some good things to be had in terms of, like, you want to see, like, the best start that they have, but it's also, like, we've gone through this story before. You want to see the Bucks pace themselves and hit their final, you know, true form when it's closer to the end of the season, slash playoffs. So, with all that in mind, I initially went under, and I feel even more confirmed by going under. And I don't think that's a bad thing. I just think it's just a matter of circumstances. I don't – I'd be surprised that their 50-win season streak is in true jeopardy this year. But I think it's – again, I think it's just kind of – it's not to the degree of Brooke last year. Certainly not – I mean, if it is, God, we're in for another strange ride. But uh, – I might have to I, retire. Yeah. I think though, I think it's, they're going to be very cautious with Chris. And the good thing about his injury is that I think he he even said himself in some things I was reading before we started recording, he is still staying in shape. It's not like he's, you know, sitting on the bench or sitting on his couch or anything like that. He can be, he's able to keep maintaining his um, fitness and just kind of, when he does make his return, it's going to be pretty seamless in that way. But. I do think that they're going to be very cautious with not just Chris, obviously with Ingles. It's, it's just they got, they've they gone through it. They've gone through a lot of long playoff runs too. This is the fifth year with Bud. And so, I mean, you're talking about at least, uh, <laughs> what, at least eight runs that have gone to the second round or longer um, every year. So that that's a lot of basketball even – Plus, on top of just how the world has been for the last two and a half, three years, so I, I think this is just part of the part of the plan this year. And yeah, is it going to be frustrating at times? Probably. This is Bucks basketball, <laughs> but it has the the chances of being uh, far worth it
1: in the end. Do you guys know how many Bucks missed less than fifteen games last season? Wait. Not counting, obviously, guys who came in late. Like, over the course of the season, how many of the guys on the team missed less than 15 games?
3: I, I was looking at some of the in-street close numbers earlier, and honestly, I, I think it is it is approaching a larger conversation that should be had. Uh The Bucks injury track record has been really bad for a long time. They were like 23rd two. in the league, so I'm going to go higher than that. Fifteen games. That Missed less than fifteen games. Oh, missed less. So how many oh, guys okay.
1: were around the whole season and missed less than fifteen games last season for the Bucks?
3: Three. Final two. Two. I'll go
1: two.
3: So is this that they played sixty-seven or more? Is yes. that as a, okay as opposed to? Oh, then it's yeah. I'll say three.
1: One, six. It would be sixty-eight or more. Is it Pat? Bobby, no, Portis. I, no. Bobby Portis played 72. Wow. Nobody else played wow. more than 68. Giannis and Drew both missed 15. Chris missed 16. Grayson did as well. Pat missed 17. Obviously, Brooke plays 13 total games. Give me the over. I think despite the injury issues, there's still a world where they are actually healthier and have more cohesion this year. I think they have more cohesion than... Really, any team in the league with the Celtics and Warriors kind of imploding, and that's valuable, even if it's not everything. The last several regular seasons, we have seen John Horst have to make these midseason moves because they're a player short or someone's just clearly not working. Whether it was number thirty-seven and Rodney Hood or DJ Augustine or whatever else, the Bucks I'm this are big. Rod, I don't. The Bucks are entering this season. <laughs> With a group of players they know and trust, and they've, they've harped on how important that is all year, I think the rotation is clearer than it's ever been to start a season, even if there's some things to be ironed out. And they're going to be thin early, but there's options there that they can give a chance to. So I think it'll look like they're trailing maybe a little behind it early, but I do think this team is set up, as you guys mentioned, give Chris that time he needs, make sure he's right before he comes back. But I think when Chris is inserted back in the lineup, I think the Bucs are going to roll like we saw two years ago where they just dominate teams. And there are a lot of good teams in the East, but I think none are better than the Bucs. And honestly, I think this team kind of thrives when – not that no one's high on them, but I just feel like no one kind of cares right now. I shared this on Twitter earlier today, the athletics survey of like all the people or whatever who work there. What player are you most excited about this season? Zero votes for any box. You know they're picked to win the East or whatever. That's fine, but I, I don't think anyone cares that much. I feel like the spotlight is off, the pressure is not really that high. They're just kind of there, and everyone will check in with them in March. I think they're built for this. Give me the over. I think they win just over because fifty-three is a high line. But I mean, they're a great team. They have the best player in the world, and they have a roster that they feel stronger about than any in in you know the Giannis era really.
3: I actually think they've been picked to win by more people this year than ever before. But I think to your point, yeah, it's and honestly it, scary. It's, it's a scary. reflection of just, I guess, the state of NBA media. Yeah, it's they're again, not, it's, they're not messy, they're not dramatic, so people aren't interested.
1: Everyone it's, just it's, says, "Yeah, it's not the about who's pick, the best basketball Let's move team. on. It's,
3: yeah, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> to some extent, I like, get that if you're trying to mine content out of it, and you're covering the whole NBA. Because my view is kind of largely. If the books stay healthy, I think the books win a championship. And there's multiple levels to that. One is how healthy you are throughout the season. And then two, as we know all too well from last season, it's if you're gonna get injuries, when are you gonna get them? Can you be healthy at the right time? Um but yeah, I think I think that's fair. I'm I'm definitely closer to that level of optimism. Like I'm saying that even Jordan with his sobering thoughts going with the under says, he doesn't think the 50 win mark is in danger. So we all think the baseline for this team is really, really high in spite of starting the season with some challenges. Part of the reason why I did stick, and I wasn't like, you know, I'm just going to take an excuse and drop to an under here. Seven of the first nine games are at home. And that's really going to do this team a lot of favors as they work their way towards uh, Chris and Pat being back. And honestly, like not the weakest schedule, not the strongest schedule either. Like With home games, if they start pretty well, if they do find something, even if that just means Giannis starts the season really well, they could actually get ahead of things rather than fall behind things early on. I think it's certainly possible with the way their schedule breaks, and that's something that is pretty nice for them. Even like when you look at it kind of extended out, after the home stretch, it takes a while before it gets to something that's really daunting. Like, I, I think they'll they'll be able to navigate through the most troubling early spell for injuries against not the most dangerous of opposition. And that's something that I think the Bucks will be grateful for. And if they can take advantage of that, well, then, yeah, anything's possible from there.
1: Two more quick availability stats that I think are important to the Bucks over. And again... I would not necessarily bet this, but forced to make a call. I am going over. The number of games with all three of Chris, Giannis, and Drew Holiday, 47 out of 82. And the amount of games with those three and Brooke Lopez, 9 of 82. And despite this, they finished, what, third in the East and win 51 last season. So I think if you get, even if those, like so these stars sit games because of rest or whatever, if they play 60 games together, I don't think it's that wild to think they could eke out three more wins than last season when they were all in and out of the lineup one after another all the time. Like I, I almost think in looking at Chris's status and of course Ingalls, who, you know, whatever i at this point, honestly, and we can have a conversation. I'm just like pushing back anything for angles. Like I don't expect him to do anything this year. And I'm, I'm, I don't, I think that's how it kind of should be. And there shouldn't be that much expectation. It almost feels like found money. If they get yeah, like a playoff player, he's
3: not him. on the team until he's on the team sort of thing.
1: Exactly. But I think like I think there's just an underrating happening or kind of a glossing over of how brutal last year was for them with the injuries and the no off season and everything just because they still ended up, you know, getting the 50 wins as we talked about. But, you know, if, if Chris comes back in a month and Chris Drew and Giannis play a bunch together, I just think they're going to kill teams as as they typically do.
2: It'd be nice to go back to a dominant Bucks regular season. We obviously didn't see that last year, but like you mentioned, Ty, two years ago, like before the before everything shut down, they they were what were they fifty three and nine or something? There's something ridiculous. They ended so up fifty six and se- fifty six
1: and seventeen.
2: Yeah, so it was it was something wild. Like they they eclipsed the fifty win mark before everything shut down.
1: They were on pace for a hair under sixty three wins that season. It Would have been the best season in Bucks history, is what they were on pace for, regular season. Yeah,
3: yeah, and even whatever it yeah. was, as I will never let go. They they started to stumble just before COVID kicked in too. Like I think they lost.
1: Giannis was three, hurt. Three of three four. Of last Giannis got hurt. Giannis got hurt, and, got hurt and they, he actually got to. We we thought the bubble might be almost nice because it gave Giannis so much time to rehab. Ended up not being the case, and then Giannis got hurt again. But yeah, well, so, it was.
3: We never need to start with the bubble again. We, sure. we got the got the other side, and everything was all right.
1: <laughs> but uh, by
2: my general point is, this team is capable. This core is capable of just stringing together wins on wins and just absolutely crushing teams in the regular season. And last year they didn't have a true opportunity to do that. I might be sort of getting convinced out of my under pick here, but unfortunately, the reason that we mentioned that uh, Adam Yoda pushed me and Jordan at an under. Injuries. We we've talked about it a little bit. We haven't addressed it specifically. There was a report that Pat Thompson, uh the Bucks, announced that he would miss at least three weeks with a hamstring injury, which is
3: calf concerning. injury,
2: calf injury, calf injury, excuse calf me. strain, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
4: It's a little concern. Yeah, I don't know. This is this is part of the, uh, this is what happens though. Like I, I mean, it. It's not – the Brook thing last year was a very yes. extreme example. But, like, it just kind of adds up. Like, the little, like, okay, you're going to have guys that are going to miss time. you have muscle injuries. You're going to have just the wear and tear of the last – it's not just one year. It's the last – it's post – or not post, but, like, since COVID. <laughs> the fact that every Bucks player has been, like, we finally had a real off season to get right and all this stuff, and it's like, and even then, like Giannis is playing Eurobasket. San- Sandro Marmokelisvili, M- Um missing probably someone
1: else too. The the Nassis didn't do that much playing, but point <laughs> taken. <laughs>
4: but it's that yeah, <laughs> well, he, was, he was getting perspira. ready for what nope, he does that, for the book. That's true. That's exactly. true. But um, it's it's just. It's part of the game, and they have an older roster. Yes. That is that is inescapable, um, and it probably got even older with getting a guy like Ingles, who again, perfect addition for what they for what they have and what they need, and um, I could only think of Rohan freaking out when we were doing that their free agency. <laughs> Or <laughs> free industry reaction show, or uh whatever that was, but it was just like, okay, this is like you gotta have them get right, and maybe it pans out. It's it's the ultimate like boomer bust kind of kind of addition. But again, this is just an older team, and it's I don't know. Like I understand where you guys are coming from with like they have proven to be you know blitzing teams all throughout the regular season. I, I just don't think, one, I don't think that's their approach anymore. And two, I don't necessarily think that is the best thing for where their roster is.
3: I I think it might be closer to their approach this season. I They're never going to go all out like they did in the 60-win season where Honestly, no problems with that. It was the right thing to do at that time because that was the moment where this books team realized, oh, we can be the best team in the world. We can be the most dominant team in this league. I don't think you win a championship without some of the confidence that was built up there, even if it didn't work out at that point and it took some time beyond that. I think you've got to, when you think about this, you've got to think about who leads the team and who dictates what the books are going to be, and it's Janos. And they came back from winning a championship they had not their most convincing regular season we can absolutely and kind of justifiably point to the injuries that's a, a big part brook in particular of why that happens but to go from that and then go in and they get knocked off in the second round of the playoffs again we can point to injuries i just think all of that combined though for someone like Giannis, is going to light a fire i think we're going to see a Sounds ridiculous to say, I think we're going to see a big Yana season because every Giannis season is a big Giannis season. But I I do think the way he kind of imposes himself on games and just drags the books along with him could be up another level this year. I think they might have a little bit more motivation than coming off a championship and the shortest off season ever. Like, I, I do think this regular season could be different and they may just view it as, oh, there's all these ascending powers in the East, you know? The Celtics got one over on us last year. Well, let's go back out there and remind everyone whose conference this is. Pacers, and I, I, yeah. I wouldn't be shocked to see. I'd be shocked to see anything from the Pacers. <laughs> uh, but I, I wouldn't be shocked to see the Bucs kind of put their foot down. And then to go to the injury, I'm only concerned about it in the short term because it's not an area of strength for the Bucs. And we know how important Pat is. But it's a very different place, scar tissue, and all that we have of any book's injury, which I guess is part of what makes Rohan immediately feel like it's a little concerning. This someone's injured. They're they, telling us someone's injured, but what are they telling They've been better. They've been they better been about better, it since. But I, I wonder, have did something get through from somewhere that yeah. maybe we should, maybe we should be a bit more transparent. I wonder, even did Adam Silver have some words because you know that stuff is very important for betting. you can't just not have any of that information available some sort of doesn't have to be nailed down but some sort of vague update is important i i think this is different this is not an aging big with a back injury that requires surgery at least it's not something requires surgery right now and likewise with chris it feels like from everything that anyone has said, whether it's like things you hear Zach Lowe say here or there, I get the feeling Chris is really, really close and they're just not going to do anything silly here. They want to I mean, really they- take their time and pace him because there is nothing to gain by being like, oh yeah, he could go opening night or he could go within the first week of the season and then he has a recurrence and you're in a really bad spot. So I don't really have an issue with either of that. There could be some of that with Pat too. It's like, oh, he's got an injury coming into the season. Well, let's make sure we clear it up completely and we don't have him starting the season playing on an injury that he's going to have to carry all the way through to potentially June.
1: It always, I always think when we have these conversations about like PJ Tucker playing for a garbage Rockets team and he gets to Milwaukee and they're immediately like, yeah, you're not going to play for like three weeks, dude. Like you're hurt. Like I just think the Bucks have a different – a much less tolerance for these sorts of injuries than a lot of other teams, at least some other teams, at least the Rockets, right, that we can we can say beyond a doubt. I also think the idea that they they don't, you know, they're not going to blitz teams kind of just comes from how limited they've been personnel-wise. I don't have the season number because NBA stats is like, Kind of horrific now, and they keep making it worse for some reason. I don't know what they keep doing. I don't know. It, it gets know. worse oh, every time.
3: I, I, is it worse this season? I haven't looked at it yet. This it's, season,
1: yeah, it's not. It's not been great. But so this is from March thirtieth, after forty. I can't math. Forty-three games with Chris, Giannis, and Drew all playing. So at that time they were thirty-three and nine, which is a sixty-four win pace. They were plus. They had a plus ten point four net rating, which would have been first. offensive rating, which would have been first 107.5 defensive rating, which would have been fourth. So in about half a year's worth of games, when they had those three guys, they did still blitz teams, even if they're not playing a ton or going balls to the wall necessarily. I just think it's, they're just really good. And we just, it's been, it's unfortunate because we just haven't seen it, right? Like we saw that was kind of fits and starts, especially with Chris and Drew dealing with some stuff earlier in the season. And then obviously Chris in the playoffs. But it's just, I think it's going to be, I think I'm even going to take more joy in when those three are playing together than before, just because as we all know, and I don't know if we have to get into that on this particular podcast, but we are reaching and soon in the next couple of years, an inflection point with this core as the big three, they're going to have to figure something out post Chris and Drew, at least as the second and third guy. So this is a year I think I'm really going to enjoy those three and I do think they're just going to absolutely clobber teams and i can't wait
3: can i add to that yeah not surprising me but Brooke. like oh yeah again we're, we're, a, lot, we're a lot closer to the inflection point there and the books are no closer to working out how any of that will look when he's gone and the reality is they're not in a position where they'll ever be able to do it probably until he's gone i'd be like yeah better find out what we're going to do at center and maybe that leads to reinvention but I I don't want to downplay it. Maybe it is that Chris is out. I do feel like injuries are going to come across the course of the season. If they can keep Drew healthy, if they can keep Giannis healthy and they keep Brooke healthy, I think this team can roll with a lot of punches. And I I do. Obviously Giannis goes out saying, but I, I think Drew and Brooke in particular, they feel like the areas we're in an unfortunate spot right now, where wing depth is absolutely eviscerated all at once. But I do think generally they're they're going to survive a Chris injury a little bit easier in part because they've had some more practice to do it um, over the years. But then they would with Drew or then we've even seen with Brooke. So I think if we could get Drew and Giannis and Brooke healthy all season, if Bobby can be healthy, like and then hopefully Chris comes back and it's not something there again. That's that's all kind of really good signs. But it will be interesting to see one, the evolution of their defense, which I'm sure we'll get to and we'll touch on some of the changes, but two, also just what's still there. What's there of the core defense and how they can lock in and more than anyone, the Bucks' defense is those three guys. So that's, that's another element. And hopefully we'll see, you know, the big tree plus Brooke, um, on the court a lot together. And we'll get to enjoy a lot of that and have one more really great playoff run, at least with that group.
2: For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
1: So I think there's a bunch of ways we could go right now. Rohan, you were perking up. What's on your mind? Because... Now we're into preview mode, right? Let's talk about the 22, 23 bucks. So I think it's I think it's
2: probably makes sense to talk about the wing depth because initially, I know we've had a lot of conversation since then. But when I said it's concerning about Pat Conson injury, I was mostly talking about the wing depth <laughs> for the, the first couple of weeks of the season, but everything else still stands true. Um, so obviously Joe Ingles out, Chris Middleton out. Now Pat Conson out. Who's starting for this team? Can we decide that? Can we talk about that? Who's starting? We'll opening night starter?
3: We're going we're going jumbo. We're
2: going jumbo? So obviously we have Drew. We have Giannis. We have Brooke.
3: So Drew, Drew Grayson, Giannis, Bobby, Brooke, I think will be opening night starters. No Wes? Wes he only sat... resumed. He resumed five and five today. So he is he is full go, but I would be surprised if he starts having just come back.
1: I think they might to give him Harden, which is welcome back. But I think Drew on Maxi, Wes on Harden, Giannis on P.J. roaming if they start him, which I assume they – I guess I don't know exactly. Is it going to be P.J. and Tobias at the 3-4 and then Yeah, I assume so. Got to be, right? Yeah, so then – yeah, Philly starting lineup does pose some difficulties. Whether it's Bobby – I guess honestly maybe split the difference – Oh, yeah, you kind of have to start Grayson, right? There's just nowhere you really feel good about stashing him against the Sixers. Maybe you have to put Giannis on Tobias then. And uh, can you put Grayson on PJ Tucker? Yeah. I guess. I mean, you're going to lose some offensive I, boards I, that way.
3: I don't know if we're going to see PJ. I don't know if you guys saw his quotes yesterday saying his knee's not there
1: yet after oh. surgery. So. Mm. Well, that like, could if it's like Matisse Thompson. He certainly or, said
3: he's he's not a hundred percent. So if we do see PJ, well then put the Sixers in with the Rockets in terms of how they treat PJ. Uh, as it's literally
1: to they literally took the org from Houston and moved it to Philly. So I think that's <laughs> fair to do. True. Yeah, it's a fair, <laughs> fair <laughs> uh, statement. But but I, said, I do
4: think I think to
3: the, quote him, to quote yeah. PJ, he said just every week, try to get better, get stronger. It's not one hundred percent yet, but it's a working progression to get there. Uh, the training staff has been helping me a lot. Like those,
1: notorious
4: day. Sixers training staff.
1: Um, best wishes to PJ Tucker. But yeah, you know, I think here's a question outside of just opening night: Do we think, especially in this early part with Chris out and you know maybe Wes getting back a little bit and Pat out, do they go more matchup based with the starters than maybe we're used to, or are they just going to pick a five? and roll with it until guys are back healthy. Because I do think, I mean, I, I think Grayson and Wes make sense for a lot of teams, but there are some teams where I would probably say, oh, Bobby out there for the, the offense and really just going huge. I kind of like that look as well. I, I don't know which way I'm leaning on that yet.
2: I think it's going to, It's. I don't think they're going to go matchup dependent this early. I think they're just going to go with a five and then stick with
3: that like i I don't mind occasionally like there might be some games where it's just so obvious that you have to go smaller, for example, if they do decide that their five of Chris out is trending on the big side. well, yeah, maybe there are some games where you just can't do that. start but, surge oh, uh, yeah, uh, but generally, like my my take on that is like w- particularly where the books are like be the alpha, like pick your five and go and dictate the terms with your best lineup so. What do you feel is the best line? Well, no problem if they feel like that changes on occasions, but I would like to see them settle on something. Because even when Chris is back, I mean, Chris is not a Pat situation either, where Pat kind of had full preseason, and then it's the tail end of it we're dealing with the injury. It's a while since Chris has played now. I know he's been able to do some work, but that is still very different from the level of intensity he's going to be dropped into. So that's something too that maybe maybe you want to just have a little bit extra comfort cuz you might be going with that 5 even for a little while as Chris works his way back at least for heavier minutes i also think too like this is
4: the time that if you have if you see anything if you want to build up confidence for guys like jordan war i know this is year 3 so it's not necessarily like you know uh a diamond in the rough or anything like that. But like Marjan, this is when he's probably going to see the most of his minutes this season. Yeah. I Um, wanted to
1: get into this, this young wing combo. I'm glad you're bringing this The other thing too, here's a stat.
4: I was doing this mid pod 88% of the bucks minutes from last year returned this year, but we're talking, but you're already like you're again, the, what looked to be like their most well-stocked part of the roster is already down three, four guys, right? With between Chris, Pat, Ingalls, Wes has his, you know, it's looking up, but still he's bothered by something. I think this is just where, like, if you're going to ease into it and still, you obviously want to not just get into a hole very early like they did last year. And then it was kind of like playing catch up mode the whole year. But I think this is, again, this is where. If you see anything from those, the types of players like Marjan, uh, Jordan Mora Jor- Javon Carter, obviously, like it wasn't he didn't play all that many minutes, but it was still like, oh, this guy, there is something there with him. Um, after they picked him up when he got weighed by the by the Nets, like this is a different way to to kind of I don't know build your rotation, build your lineup in, in the way that you can experiment that is still pretty new to the Bucks, rather than just, you know, how it was before. But I don't know. I, I, that's where I think it's going to be. I probably lean towards where Adam was talking about with Bud is that he, he's going to see the longer picture rather than like, okay, let's go into this game, match dependent and see, you know, we're playing the Sixers opening night or we're playing Brooklyn a uh, week into the year or into the season, stuff like that. But like, I don't know. He always holds his cards uh, close to the vest, so it's I don't see him revealing too soon or too all of them too soon.
1: That's a great call. I want to dive into just the young wing stuff totally because I do think it's especially in the first third ish of the season, it's going to be a major storyline and it's one that really could have repercussions down the line too, much farther than this. But just to the starters, after thinking about it some more. Probably overthinking. It's probably Drew, Grayson, Bobby, Giannis, whatever order, and Brooke Lopez. I mean, those were the guys last year who think, got tabbed to start Wes. the most. I think it's West. I that's. I'm just not sure. I I think West. I, I, to to, I think they like Grayson. Yeah, I think they need. I think skill set wise. In. I think skills. Oh, you're saying instead of Bobby, Rohan?
4: Yeah.
3: Oh. oh mm. The only reason I don't think so on that is because I think you're so thin on wing depth that you almost can't play both of those guys together. You need to spare someone unless you, your minutes you are going to be managed much more diligently than I think Bud is going to be interested in doing like to start a season.
2: So, I don't know. It just gets it gets tough. Obviously, I'm a big fan of the Jumbo Bucks. Don't get me wrong. I want them to go Jumbo. Just be weird at all times. I like
3: it. This isn't but, Jumbo enough, really. Chris is the two. is true Jumbo stuff. That is true.
2: <laughs> uh, but if you... If you if you look back to what they've been doing with these jumbo lineups recently, they don't use it a ton. I don't. I feel like it's been something Bud's been a little averse to. So I would. I, I do would wonder. Lean against I
1: mean, does does having Surge change that? Because it was like their only two bigs for a lot. I mean, seriously, they they look at Surge as a playable backup big when they played all the bigs before. They didn't have anyone. I mean, they had Surge. That's fair, but
2: you're also later. playing like Giannis at three.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Sur- really?
2: surge
3: is uh, surge is in a category surge that a few hilarious. books are in for me. He, he is hilarious, great guy.
1: Grammy uh, award winning Serge Ibaka. You guys see Giannis? Giannis is going on. How hungry are you? I sound, How hungry? So I'm, I'm so
3: excited. I'm, I'm yeah. excited for that. Ooh, yeah. Uh, am I excited to watch Surge play basketball this season? Not really. I need yeah. to see that he can do it. I don't think he can. Um, I like. He looked. He looked washed. It could well be a case that he's healthy. But again, we're dealing with guys that are very much the final stretch of their career. Like he is he is just in the exact same spot as George Hill, but just with a lot less spotlight on it. Because when the books are healthy, there's more of a cushion there than there is with guard depth. But I, I think they're in a very similar spot where it's like they start the season really bad. You're like, yeah, they're just they're done. Like, and that's very, very possible. But I I don't know if Surge is there. And to to your point, Ron, like I don't think it none of this is ideal. I don't think it's like Bud will be like, yeah, let's I love Jumbo books. Let's go jumbo books. I think it's more like this is what makes sense to me. Like
2: I think he, I think he's felt more comfortable playing like guy like sizing up Javon and George Hill though, which sort of alleviates that concern I, a little I kind
1: of think George is gonna be a two three this season, more than a one. Yeah,
2: I think George is gonna be more of a win.
1: Especially early. Especially that's how they played him in preseason, that's for sure. That was one of the our biggest takeaways from preseason was they played Javon at the one with the backup unit, and George was almost entirely off ball, which I think is a much better use of both players with the way that was played. That was when he was at his best.
4: Arguably. That's when he really popped in that Celtics slash playoff run. He was playing with obviously Giannis and Chris and um, occasionally Eric Blatso. But yeah, he is not, he's never been the kind of de facto point guard or, you know, true point guard. He has to have, it's just another, it's, uh, what is it? Dribble pass shoot. Everybody dribble pass shoot or whatever. Yeah. So yeah, the only Jumbo Bucks lineup that I will recognize it has to include Salmon. That's where it'd be.
1: He would be like point point Mamu. So let's point. I am too. Forward a slash two, center right? slash wing. So <laughs> let's let's talk about because I think when we talk about the young wings, now this is I think the most interesting part of the early season Bucks is one how do they get through all the wing injuries and even just assuming Wes plays but like i think even healthy like 24 minutes most nights right like he's not going to be out there logging 35 minutes a game we know bud we know the bucks west may want to based on the fervor of his ig workouts i don't think the bucks are going to let him do that so there's going to be there's going to be a ton of role early for jordan wara marjon bochamp and i put sandman in that group of like bench wings and I think you know his position has been such a discussion because college like more of a four or five NBA I just don't see five I I, I think like you know it's just not I think four and then like can you figure out how to make him a three four in some lineups is going to have to be the convo with him and I don't know I think it's going to be like some matchups yeah, I think he's going to struggle I think some maybe it's okay like if you can hide him out of PJ Tucker doesn't really matter what position you call him, but you don't see one of those. Can see Lowry it? Yeah. Yeah, I guess Lowry did play a lot of three last season. Cavs are going to miss him uh, in that sense. But I think Mamu may give you the best overall offensive skill set of any of those three players, and I hope he does get a shot. I think Bochamp has the highest upside because if he's hitting threes and defending the way we've seen him defend, that's just an NBA wing, and that's amazing if, if that's that. Preseason offense was very much a mixed bag wara i just you wait, wait 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 sorry 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 yeah yeah. you think
4: i think where i would say how i would category, categorize that is margin has like the highest utility upside in that sense oh, of like a true yeah because like if i mean i know we're talking about are you drinking uh, war kool-aid
1: here no 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 oh, I was, oh, no oh. i was no i was talking about that okay Mamu is
3: gonna like revolutionize
1: If
4: we're talking about a six eleven guy who could play a three credibly, who I don't think shoot? he can,
3: Jordan. No, I, yeah, I don't think he is, can either. He but can play no position, which means basketball is gonna have to evolve, like to meet Mamu. Exactly. The thing
1: with Mamu is this is the gamble that they've made before. <laughs> I before I head back to you, Jordan. I I don't think he's ever gonna be, you know, Al Farouk Aminu or whatever defensively. I think mm. offensively. <laughs> His skill set is fine. <laughs> I love that pull. That is such what a pull. was <laughs> so a good. A good wing defender. What?
3: It is a good wing defender. I guess I Pat Connaughton is
1: much closer there. But whatever. I don't
3: think him and Mamu will ever be the same sentence again.
1: This is why people. <laughs> That's an in. amazing call. This is why people tune But I don't think he'll ever be Al Farouk defensively. My my thing with Mamu is call him whatever position you want on offense. Like he can, as you said earlier, Jordan. Pass, dribble, shoot. Like he does so much stuff well that I think he fits fine just orbiting around Giannis, as everyone on the Bucks has to do. I have no concern. I think he fits in okay. It's all about defense. Like who can he guard? If he's out there with Giannis and Brooke, like is Giannis then the three, or is it's probably just you know what whoever's slower, right? I don't know. It's very weird, but I do like his offensive skill set right now. I just think is more consistently good. Wara's touch and shooting is incredible. There's just like the pieces are not put together. Like Bud is not placing the last piece there yet. I think there's a lot of pieces left. If I Bud does do that, Bud. If, well, if Bud can do that, that coach of the year should be locked up. But they won't give it to him for that. But yeah, that's that's my my Mamu thing. I I don't see him as Al Farouk Aminu, All this to say.
3: I, I think I think Mamu. This is a thought. This is a little off topic, right? I've had this thought for a while now. I think the Adam Sandler movie Hustle would have been much, much better if it was actually centered around Mamu. Because he then I believe it. the hype. Of course. You know, if Sandler goes to Georgia, he finds a guy who plays like this. Everyone'd be like, what the hell? I mean, the-? and then he'd change the game. I'd get it. It would be more plausible.
1: In Sandler's defense, Wancho did just win Eurobasket. Sure. So uh, he sure. did, he picked a good player, I think, given the choices he probably had. But that would have been, I'll, I'll just. He should just remake that movie with like every random like international player who's big. He
3: definitely should. I'd definitely, watch it. Definitely every time. see all those guys act.
1: The Boban, um, Boban.
3: Oh, watch Boba. Yeah, for sure.
4: Yeah. I'm I'm there for Boba. I still have not seen this
1: movie. But Bielica, you haven't seen Hustle. I, I'm a busy. Things man. are
4: bad
3: when Rohan is like, "You haven't seen movie I X." Know. I oh, even God. I've seen
4: Hustle.
1: I think I should just leave this podcast and i just been. <laughs> turn on
3: Ty who
4: hasn't seen the Batman.
1: Never okay. will. Let's oh. move on. Let's move on. What <laughs> what what young wings? I, Somebody talk about young wings. George, Jordan Jordan Wara.
3: This is Jordan Wara's spot to start the season. I hate to disappoint everyone. I hate yep. to give the boring answer. Um, it's his spot, it should be his spot, not based on ability, but based on for whatever reason that's personally, you know, it's confounding to me. They decided that they wanted, needed to bring Jordan Wara back and now almost as if the seas have parted to just create this opportunity for Jordan Wara to play. Here we are. So it's like, oh, you saw this guy as valuable enough to return for some reason. He, like, Marjan, whatever Marjan will become, you can't expect anything of him right now. Like, if he plays, realistically, it's going to be ugly and that's okay. That's part of kind of feeling your way into life in the NBA, learning how it goes, and if he's a really good player even in year two, that will come in part likely from some struggles in year one. But I think this is Jordan Moore time, and what's crucial with that, and you talk about you know if Bud can unlock that, Jordan Moore has all the offensive skills he needs, and um, he has all the offensive skills the Bucks need right now with Chris Middleton down. The problem is he has shown no ability to maintain focus defensively, And on the offensive end. The basketball IQ hasn't matched up with the team he's playing for and the situation they're in and the guys around them. And if either of those things have figured out for him, and honestly, he probably just needs to figure out the offensive side of it and just never be a good defender. But like everyone will live with that because he's going to go and get you 16, 17, 18 points pretty comfortably. And everyone's like, cool. Like, let's just let him go book get buckets and we'll cover the rest of it. That's that's a player that I understand why they have him and they'd have him really for a situation exactly like this one. But we have not seen him with the books show that ability, show the self-awareness that you put him out there and it doesn't just become Jordan Moore a time in the worst possible way. So... I think he is going to get the opportunity. I don't know if that's going to be really boring to people, excite people. You don't bring him back, though, and be like, oh, all of the minutes are available in the wing at the moment. And we're playing Marjan and Mamu <laughs> over you. Like, it's it's got to be Jordan Mora who's getting the minutes. And we're going to learn a whole lot. Or maybe we'll learn absolutely nothing more than we already knew, and we'll be left kind of being like, why did the books do that? Why didn't they explore other options? But I do think that's where I'm at on it. I love the idea of Sandman just being unleashed, becoming a true force. I've loved him since the day they drafted him, mostly because he's weird and it just seems like there's no like plausible way that he'll ever work out in the NBA because he is just
0: he's Don't too pure for that. this world.
3: Stop. He's too pure for this world, Jordan. No there's bigger, you better will. things await him. Um but I think, I think we're we're looking at some very significant and meaningful Jordan Moore minutes, and it'll then be a question of, okay, third year in the league. Have you matured? Have you learned anything? Have you got smarter? Have you got better feel for the game? And if the answer to all those questions is no, well, then <laughs> those other two guys are going to have to get some opportunities pretty quickly, and the books are going to be in a very tough spot until Chris and Pat are back.
2: I'm obviously very pro-Bochamp, uh, I'd like to see him get some minutes, like you mentioned, Adam and Ty. It's going to be ugly Pro-chimp. to start. I like it. It's better than Large Marge, whatever the heck that is. <laughs> Large Marge. Uh, How
4: dare you? His official it's so name. bad.
2: It's so bad. Uh, but it's just, I, I, I want to see him get some minutes. I mean, it's probably not the most ideal time, but it, this is probably the best opportunity. Uh, just you got to dip your toe in you got to get some minutes under his belt Then he continue working on stuff whether that's uh in garbage time or whatever if he manages to carve out some few minutes or is with the herd who knows what it's going to be like but i just i want to see him get an opportunity get some minutes and he will he'll have a chance at the beginning of the season not everyone's going to be playing like 30 minutes ahead ahead of him like there's going to be some opportunities it's just what's his spot going to be in the rotation let's 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 predict the wing rotation a little bit here as we... Um,
3: Can I just say one thing? You're going to like course. this, because it's on it's on Marjan before we move on. The one thing I am very interested and curious of with him, he seems to, in particular, have been doing a lot of work with Damari Carroll this all season, And I think the Junkyard Dog profile fits perfectly as to what the books may view him as, and really what Bud helped to turn Damari into. That's just something I'll be keeping an eye on, if that's kind of even maybe part of the you know the tall process that went into adding damari to the staff is okay we have a wing who's definitely got good defensive tools very raw offensive he doesn't really have the shot there like that kind of describes first second year damari carl in the nba and then he unlocked and he became a player who made a lot of money and was really good on good teams for a long time so i think that relationship and whether that becomes a kind of true uh mentor and student relationship i'm like from everything we know about marjan's character it seems like he'll soak all of that up that will be interesting to see maybe there's something there maybe something gets unlocked a little bit sooner because the books have the exact right person in his ear
2: yeah I think- Ty and i've talked about sorry jordan Ty and i've talked about it a little bit before about how there's just the perfect cast of wings for marjan or cast of players for Marjan to learn from like it may seem apocryphal to say like oh that's the reason why they did it but it's it's hard to deny that it might be a result
4: no I, I was gonna say I, I don't think that's um, something that should be I, I agree with Adam and it shouldn't be uh, under mind or I don't know overlooked, be overlooked. overlooked yeah. there we go thank you I don't know the English language, <laughs> but like there was the specific things that we saw when Darwin was there and how much credit went to him about developing the bigs. I mean, that was a big thing with when Brooke got there and obviously the whole staff in general, but like carried on to Bobby, even with, I mean, Rolo wasn't like a standout performer, but like the fact that it was, okay, we're going to have you shoot threes. That's not part of your arsenal. We're gonna have you stay stand the corners and kind of, you know, relearn your or rework your game a little bit. And yeah, there's mixed results. <laughs> but it was still that was part of why they got him. That they weren't just gonna make him, you know, a hook shot extraordinaire. Um, even John Hansen, I mean, like there is there was a through line in everything that they did with their bigs and who they kind of prioritized a free agency, whether it was someone as big as Brooke to their in their plans or someone like Rolo or even Surge when they made the trade for him and brought him back. Like I I do think now that Darwin is gone, the staff has changed. Charles Lee Charles Lee's gonna have a bigger voice. Patrick St. Andrews, presumably the same thing with him. Bringing in Demari Carroll, a guy that played under bud and knows exactly what he wants. And just where this team is and making you know Again, this is their first first round pick in a few years, almost five years. Um, that's not insignificant to me. And yet, does, is it going to pay off? Is Marjan going to play more than 500 minutes in the NBA this year? It's kind of I, like, I, even when I know Dante's uh, rookie season was limited by injury throughout <laughs> pretty much all of it, like, I still think they're going to be they're going to have the trading wheels on him and they don't want to give him so much too soon because he's only, he's he went so long without playing like organized basketball or I guess uh, basketball that count organized high level
1: basketball. High, Let's say yes, that. exactly.
4: Yes. And he has such a unique development uh, trajectory that it is very, you don't want to kind of like, okay, we're going to go all the way the other way. And it's, it's so built on trying to build up his confidence and all that stuff. I would love to see Marjan play so many games this year, whether it's with the Bucks, whether it's with the herd, whether he's you know basically a point guard and just getting. Just I want to see him do so many different things, but I I don't know. I I think I think they have a. I am very optimistic on what they what they see of him and what how they have their staff around him to really make him a a, a good contributor over the long run
3: yeah and on the DeMari front just add jordan moore and grayson allen too like grayson mm-hmm. allen is not a rookie or anything close to that but when you look at what they've invested in him and still looking at their roster and mapping it forward what they would like to get out of him and make him into Damari carl is a guy that makes a lot of sense to come in and help him round out some of those holes in his game um, likewise, maybe in a more pronounced way for Jordan Moore, like maybe that's part of their their thinking and bringing him back even is they feel like, okay, if we can just get the right kind of coaching, the right guidance, if we can find someone to get true to him, there is a player there. Like If that factors into it, I feel it's something we've seen, and honestly, it's something that Bud has done and predates that, and honestly, it's a Spurs thing of where there's key areas on your roster where it's like, okay, this is obviously our development focus right now. We've got a hub of players we're looking to kind of bring to the fore, solidify their role, and we're going to have someone really in to work there. There have been those figures on Bud staff all throughout. I'm starting to think of someone really notable who was working with Wings, though. and um, Whether it's in Atlanta or whether it's been in Milwaukee, it always feels like guards and bigs, and I, I don't think it's a coincidence that uh, a notable uh, an all-star wing, even was he an no. all-star?
4: No, mm, yeah, he I was the He was, he was the, the, no, the one.
3: He was the one snub. He was the one snub. Um, but he was a player of the month. Um, that, that they was bring so him in, cringe, in at a point. By the way, That's listen. Just... You weren't there, man. You weren't there. <laughs> it was
2: just like <laughs> like thinking understand. back. Like, can you can you imagine? Yeah, doing I, I can like imagine.
3: I was there. I was a Hulk fan.
1: No, I. I was, yeah, let's not. I understand that. Let's not, because we're gonna get into the Brandon Knight, Kyle Korver <laughs> thing. Adam and I are gonna No, have a fist not. Fight. no I
3: have no interest.
1: in that. not. A I'm not interested. Fight. Let's let's try like it it's that.
2: Like the entire Kings, not King. Kings is a bad example. Like the entire.
4: Actually, you know what? I would no. If there's a team that would be able to do it, it's the Kings. Like if they, the entire Kings starting lineup is the player. If they are like 30 14 <laughs> at the All Star break, they're gonna have Kevin Herder on three. All star selections. It's gonna be
1: crazy.
4: Okay. back is There's gonna get an all star MVP. Selection.
1: No, the the trash robot outside is gonna get an all star nom. I have a Jordan Warris stat <laughs> that I feel like sums up. Do you guys remember Nightbot? Oh, it was it wasn't yes. a trash bot. It was a guard. it was a guard. Yeah, yeah, it was the yes. guards. Yeah. yeah, they had a robot. See, it looked ridiculous. Um, yeah, Jordan Warris stat. so he has shot 37% from three over two NBA seasons, much better in half the games and like a third of the minutes in year one than year two. But this is a trend that's held in both seasons individually and overall 37% overall, 33.7% on catch and shoot threes. And it just reinforces the narrative. I mean, true narrative. He just doesn't fit into an offense. Like it's, he shoots ridiculous. I mean, that's, Considering it's three and a half points lower, that means the unassisted number has to be considered like 40 plus percent from three. He's much better off the dribble. That's just not the shot you need if you're the Bucks. You don't need Jordan Ward dribbling into stuff. You need him moving around, orbiting, getting to the dunker spot, shooting corner threes, and that just has not been there consistently for him.
3: Do you have the distribution numbers there? What like percentage the of, his, of his trees are actually um, catching shoot?
1: So... That'd be like, a lot. that it's bringing that number down. Two hundred two total were catch and shoot, and he has taken two hundred and eighty nine threes. So most of them. Oh,
4: that's actually oh, surprised. Seventy percent. Yeah, I was going to say that's nearly more than two thirds, right Nearly more than, than two thirds.
2: <laughs> also, Nightman looks ridiculous. I just yeah. looked it up. <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah. yeah,
4: I love. I'm sorry. Um, I just love that we have gone like. What is Jordan Wara? Are we, this, I know we say make this joke every time. I know. Like, oh, I was thinking this. Giannis yeah. exists on team. I think that's part of why, I, I'll admit, since backing away from blogging, I've become more of a bigger picture uh, Bucks fan than, like, they cut uh, <laughs> named two-way player <laughs> after five days, you know, that kind of thing. And it's like, yeah, because it's, it's Yadis is on this team. What are you doing with yourself? It's, Yadis
2: is on this team. And- hey, I—if you're talking about me being upset about Lindell getting cut, I will fight you.
4: We're all upset. I know. About I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not judging. Not judging. <laughs> I would just say they, well, they've also done that a lot in their history too. You could name like five different two way players of like. They what? just, what?
3: they actually, they just ripped the band aid off there because if they hadn't cut Lindell now, they'd get rid of him. They really soon, done a, And you, yeah. then you'd be like, oh God, why is he gone now? What's going on? So yeah. they may have done you a favor.
1: Trayvon Duvall is two years away from being two years away. I think we should well, I was dive in. I'm Trayvon Duvall. No, let's, we should talk about Giannis. So we,
3: I think. We could do 15 on Trayvon Duvall if you
1: want. And hey, one time he uh he said he wanted to ask me the questions at heard media event, and he didn't really have anything for me um, <laughs> I'm not surprised was, it's yeah. it's easy to say it and you yeah, know like, that was also that was her team yeah the the yeah, end of the jordan Brady history. era storied storied yeah. all time leader and heard head coach wins until chase Buford also the only one, but
3: it's all right. I got the joke though.
1: yeah, yeah, Giannis. So I think we do this because he is so consistently great. But mm-hmm. the conversation a lot of people like to like to have, and I think it's a good one is what's going to be the improvement this year? Cause every year something is better I, at a certain point. I mean, there's only so many things you can add. And there's been a fascination with his three point shot for so long. I just still don't think it's that. I, I think it's more mid range and. I know we're not allowed to talk about it. Between Eurobasket and the preseason, the Fritos, have, the Frito, yep. Fritos have gone in at a pretty good clip, which is just a, like the most boring improvement, but maybe the most meaningful that he could possibly make.
3: I mean, it was mostly, like, you, we've seen him make that. It, it's gone past the point of being something that I'm really stressed about, which is... Good to begin with, and it's not shocking when he has a spell where you're like, Oh, he's making free throws. So, I'm kind of resigned that there will be ups and downs, but I do think the past two years you've obviously seen a trend in the right way, particularly at very important times. I don't need to say any more on that, but yeah, that is that is the key to it. I, the reason we're not talking about him, let's be honest, it's because, like, what are we going to talk about? Is points of improvement? It's like, there's not a whole lot of ways. It's beyond like, oh, is he going to shoot 80% from the free throw line? Uh, is he going to make, like, and also, I just can't do the, what well, if you have to starts making trees? I feel like that's been something I've had to do Watch out. a million times <laughs> in my life and had to hit, hear people talk about it. It's over. If he's starting no trees. I think the, the reality with Giannis too is he's so special that he surprises us. When he improves, it's often something you don't see coming. It could just be a move that he's completely mastered that out of nowhere. You're like, oh, OK, that's something he does now. And he'll do it over and over and over again. You're like, oh, he's, he doesn't just do it. He's He's got that down entirely. It's automatic for him. So I have no doubt he will be back better than ever. But it's kind of like over to you, Yana. Show us how you're better than ever. And he'll he'll do it. Like part of that is I, I don't know if that's taking him for granted in the way we usually do. That's just the standard he set for himself. And again, that's maybe the equivalent of mapping on what we said about kind of national media coverage with the books, where it's like, yeah, everyone says, oh, yeah, the Bucs probably win a championship. Uh, but let's talk about all these other teams. It's because that's what you can bank on. That's what you expect to be there. And that's what you don't have to go into the ins and outs of. But what if this happens? What if that? Giannis is going to be great. Like, let's if Giannis is healthy. Giannis is great. It's as simple as that at this point. And I don't know, maybe we should embrace that. We don't have to talk about them that much because there are lots of teams that like they have legit number one stars, but they have to talk about them for one reason or another. Um, whether it's, you know, where they're allowed to travel to or play in times of recent years, or it's their attitude or it's, you know, contract situation, they, trade, They're going to request a trade. Yeah. <laughs> whatever, whatever it might be. We just don't have to do any of it. So that's why we forget them. I think that's, in a lot of ways, it's just another reason to celebrate Yannis, is the fact that we don't have to talk about him all the time, particularly until games start happening. And then games happen, he does incredible things, and that's when he kind of grabs center stage.
4: I mean, I I understand I understand this logic. What have you got? Cool, let me hear. I'm, I'm no, open. No, 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 no. Gotta to about, we gotta talk about because Yeah, again, sure.
1: But
3: what have we got? I've like I've kind of got, I've gotten like, yeah, the guy's great. That's like, that's kind of I where just I'm at. Think, no, no, no. I,
4: I, th- I don't think, yeah, I think I, we have very much established the Bucks are the anti-ESPN popular NBA team or whatever you want to call ESPN. it. ESPN. GSPN. GSPN. Yeah, well, they're right. not
1: anti GSPN. Real quick, they literally have just, they did what they wanted to do. They're the new Spurs. Like, I, I remember this is yeah. like yes. every year before, the, yeah, Tin Duncan and the Spurs are great. They're going to roll off a bunch of wins. Let's talk about Kobe. Like, that's, that's, they've done it. They did it. Mission accomplished. And
4: I very much enjoy it because it's not, you don't, I, nothing, it's your personality really, too, Jordan. Yes, exactly. Nothing really good comes from having your team be talked about on the uh whatever what is it called? NBA today NBA now. today. Um I like NBA today actually. Oh, it's it's fine. It's a fine program uh, over there in <coughs> Bristol. But I'm just saying It's way better than the jump. If you're if your team yeah, if your team is being talked about a lot, it doesn't usually mean it's going to be good things necessarily. So the the Bucks have found a way despite having what people regard as the best player in the league, <laughs> not be talked about in a way. And as Adam mentioned, um, a lot of people predicting that the Bucks will win an NBA title, which is the reason why things exist in the NBA. No, and I why think people it's, play. I,
1: I thought it was retweets. Ah. I thought we did it for retweets. That, that, yeah, not? that is that is uh, a clout. clouts clout. Yeah. I've heard is. Tony's like, just a speaking
3: for himself here.
1: And to demonstrate bag size, sack (laughs) dimensions. (laughs) Whoa! It's just a it's just a synonym. Yes,
4: I just think it's we are we are approaching. This is year ten for Giannis.
1: That's crazy, and
4: and it is crazy, and it's Adam is perfectly everything that Adam said about Giannis and the fact that we don't have to mention him or talk about him like incessantly because he is nearly mastered everything that he could do. And the fact that he's already been so good for so long, we're talking about, I mean, it's already been five years ago since he won most improved player. And it's, that seems like eons ago. Um, and it very well is because things have changed a lot since then. Um, it just, it's just a very unique position that we are in. And again, to see someone that is, the best player in the league, one of the best players in the league. I'll go definitively and say the best player in the league. and I'll take Tresky still out here. Yeah. Um, I don't know what that was. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It's just, it's a very unique position. We're saying that the we're same in. thing, Jordan. We're saying the same thing. I know. It's just a different shade of just like... Fifty think, Shades of Giannis. Fifty Shades of Giannis, yeah. More movies well, like, I, think- I would
3: watch come next Thursday or Friday we're talking about Janos like
2: oh absolutely tie a tie I forget sometimes too.
3: I know <laughs> I've been there i I' but maybe this season collectively is a goal we can make that the focus but like that is when he comes to the fore like i, I do think it's natural in this kind of conversation we're having like yes the book season hinges on Yas more than anything else we're talking about. But it hinges on him because he is so good at everything, because he's been the picture consistency, because he's the player they can rely on in countless ways. So you kind of have to take what we've seen, as Jordan says, year 10 and be like, OK, we know who Giannis is. If they're to get here, it's about a lot of the guys like we haven't we haven't really talked in detail about Drew or Brooke either, because, again, it's or not Bobby. A, or Bobby, even it's not about those guys. It's about the question marks, particularly to start this season. Just the way circumstances thrown some challenges the books way. So I think that's natural. Like in terms of, I think the books go go at this thing harder this year. I think Giannis does too. Does that mean he's going to win an MVP again? does it mean that he's going to go and get a scoring title which is something he's been getting closer to without even he's trying. Pretty
4: like, damn close last year. Yeah, it's second, it's just believe, it's not right? something he yeah. has to
3: be mindful of and he's right there. So maybe this is the year where that's just going to happen for him. Um and honestly like that's kind of that's the last thing missing on his resume at this point too awards wise. Like I don't know, maybe there's some of the questions um is it the time where he just like what what does a Giannis mvp season look like at this point when everyone has already decided he's the best player in the league where he's been brilliant the last two seasons and he still hasn't been mvp or really close to it in terms of how voting has played out so what does it look like for Giannis to get back there is it possible like maybe there are some of the questions but again there are questions about like this guy is unbelievably good so you know what awards is he gonna win this year, or what what statistical achievements can he go and get? Like he could actually
1: this might help his MVP narrative. He is zero point one per game away in two different stats from a really cool stat line he's never done before. Plus, you could throw in the scoring title if that happens as well. He's never scored thirty points. He's never had six assists per game. He's had twenty nine point nine points and five point nine assists. And I think, especially with Chris out for a while, but a good amount of weapons still yep. around him, 30 and 6 is in play. And that could be the kind of stupid thing. Again, 29.9, 5.9. 9. People just love round numbers. But I could totally Darryl see. Daryl Morey's
4: yelling, per
1: 36, <laughs> per 36. Well, per 36, he's blown those away. But yes. that is exactly yeah. the kind of stupid on a graphic on NBA today. He's, Giannis is never, and uh, is probably the last player to do that was iron knee Jenkins or something. Not really. It's been done a lot, but <laughs> thirty and six. I, it's uh, I and love six to is hear many, who are you are. Harden. For- Harden's done it. I'm sure. Harden Westbrook? did like Harden. Yeah, Westbrook. Harden did like forty and thirteen or something crazy like that. But thirty and six and a scoring title does make for a good graphic as as the end. Plus, you know, the 13 12 probably more likely rebounds per game. Th- yeah.
2: I think he does have a solid MVP
4: case this year, though.
1: If I'm especially right about the over under, does especially, let's are we, let's go right let's now. Let's do award does predictions.
2: Rapid fire MVP. I'm calling my shot. Giannis, three-time MVP.
1: Well, I'm. Be, I mean, I took the over. So if they win 55 games, I think he's definitely winning MVP.
3: I think he probably doesn't win even if they do that.
1: Oh, I I think if I, Se- seconds indeed for I, me. I I don't think. Yeah, we'll see about that. We'll see about the
3: indeed. or uh, I think the, the really obvious answer, and I think it's really obvious because if his team are to have a season good enough to get him in the mix,
1: forty four wins get isn't all the good credit enough. for
3: it, is Luca. No. Yeah.
1: Jason I, No,
3: I, I don't disagree. We've talked about the yeah, math. but I, I think I think you've got to put him right at the forefront because of, one, how good he is, and, two, I don't think his team or his coach is very good. So if they do find themselves in prominent position in the West – it's gonna take a superhuman effort, and he got the credit for it. You,
4: I mean, the reason why Giannis won MVP when he did the first time is that they, the Bucks, had this crazy jump that, again, very few people saw coming. I feel like all of us saw coming. Not to that extent. Not to that extent. No, 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 no. But I feel like all of us in this chat, right yeah.
1: now, we're like, yeah, they could be really good,
4: yeah. You have if for Luca to win MVP. It has to be a top two finish. The, the Bucks. Western.
1: The Bucks won yes. sixty that mm. first year.
4: Yeah, that's the thing. We're talking sixty games after
1: forty three. I think before, I think Luca's more likely to steal the scoring title than the MVP. I get that he's a favorite. I, I see, get that. why. I'm just so low on their talent getting worse and Jason Kidd and how his ten years age with team. But know, we've discussed this. In it's not. Mass, it's
3: not based yeah. on merit, though. Like, which is the dumb part of all this. I'm not saying he's not going to get the MVP because he won't be the most deserving. Oh yeah, we just know how this works at this point. Like, it's the yeah. same way. Like, <laughs> Nikola Okic, congratulations, you got your two MVPs. Good luck. No, no matter what you do, again. you're not getting another one this year. Right. Like we've seen this I, one happen with Giannis. I actually
1: might no, like his chances. No I like his chances better than Luca. No, because no. I think just, they have they a clear path. Do it. I they're, think they have a clear.
4: They won't, it matter. won't happen. Yes, it's, it's not going to do that.
2: This happened with Giannis two years ago, or last year, two years ago, whatever it was, where they're, like they're you saw a lot of voters say, the only precedent for this is the last person to win three in a row is Bird. Are, Are you putting like – they, they're not putting Giannis in there. You're not putting
1: Jokic in. Ya- well, like, the Bucks were not having as good of a regular season. Yo- I think Jokic could win if the Nuggets go run off 60 wins, which I think is much – More possible. I think he could have an undeniable case, which does exist. Giannis did not have an undeniable case the third straight year.
2: I think. I think it's
4: not going to happen. Yeah. It's the other thing too is it's the it's it's the playoff thing. And granted, again, you're with the Nuggets specifically. They were without their second best player and third best player, but all this criticism about. Is Nikola Jokic, Jokic actually an MVP worthy? Like this bullshit conversation that doesn't actually exist. But like, I don't know. I I just don't see it unless if it's like overwhelming. It has to he be has like to, he has to lap the field. It yeah, has, well, the team has to be number one. Mm-hmm. They have to have a. They have to be the best in the West.
1: Uh, I think all the insane uh, I shit. It w- I think all the insane shit it would take is more realistic than the Mavs actually being. A great team this year.
4: I don't. I don't disagree with
1: that either. But mean yeah, also we saw Westbrook get no out of a sixth seed, so maybe. Yeah. Yeah. What, what,
3: what if Jamaron? What if does what he did last year?
1: And they play better when he's not playing. He's got to. He's got to play six oh. at least six games though. He's always. A, he's it,
2: always. It depends. He's not. He's also not in that tier of player. I'm sorry. I love John. Yeah, but he's, but he's no. No,
3: I agree with that. Uh, but if he, if he has a really strong oh. season again.
1: I like Tatum's yeah. chances yeah. better. I like. I think Tatum. If they do well, if they have a really good regular season, oh look at what he overcame. The narrative. Oh, he made tacos for the whole team every Tuesday, and they pulled through, and he scored thirty or whatever. And I it wouldn't shock me if he won. We appreciate. Okay.
2: So you say you say Embiid, Jordan?
1: I say Embiid. Just tie your pick with my yeah. Sixers going one
4: at East.
3: Let's let's just say Luca. I don't even I okay. don't like the mobs, so that doesn't work. But let's just say Luca. Sure. If D- I don't believe the they'll give the right player, oh, defensive now, now
2: player we're... of the year.
1: I'm calling. Yes.
2: I think I think he's the odds-on favorite. I'm calling Bam. Yes.
1: I just don't care about this award at all. After they gave it to Marcus Smart, and then the coaches reaffirmed the decision. I I'm I watch different tape than people is what I learned. So who's your pick then? I don't know. Let, let somebody else go. I gotta think about it.
3: What What if Marcus Smart has opened the door again? That's and
1: Drew Holiday
3: yeah. can have.
1: I I don't think he'll ever get it while he's on a team with Giannis.
3: That is fair. That's the one good, thing though, that's a the, good yeah. The books changing their defensive system could could help him to get a little bit more credit if the books go into more. Denial of trees or contesting trees and if it's just a more active perimeter defense rather than funneling everything to Brook and Yas. Also that could play to Drew's. I I, I'm not really saying Drew will win. But you know, I'll just say Drew will win because I think that'll be fun.
1: I've got an answer. I've got my uh, it's Rudy Gobert. Rudy they're gonna be fun and exciting and he's gonna do his thing and like, oh look at Minnesota has a good regular season defense. Yeah, I think so. I saw the clip, too, of Carl Towns spinning out of control like a wonky helicopter. <laughs> Tilt-a-whirl. But that's that's going to help Rudy Gobert, right? They're going to be like, look at Carl Towns spinning like Gobert did against Steph, against every player in the league. It's amazing that they're the eighth defense in the league or whatever they end up.
4: Underrated? Just think this is a spitballing uh point candidate. Jared Allen. Oh, I like that. Yeah, I, I think similar, yeah, similar reasons. If Cleveland really pops in a way that looks like they might, and very well
1: could be making up the best, for making up for a lot of or, porous guard defense in front of him,
2: or mm-hmm. or
1: maybe maybe we're thinking of the wrong Cleveland big.
2: Maybe it's Mobley.
1: Yeah, that's. I think that's the issue with them. He's, I think, yeah. Uh, I think that that he I think he will make it tough for Jared Allen because people will be like ah but Mobley's right up there with him. That's why I like Gobert. You look at Minnesota's team and they have Vanderbilt right. People like him, but he's not really on the map yeah, like that. He's out of Utah. Oh, who's who? They keep they got
4: they got uh, McDaniels. McDaniels, Jane McDaniels. similar yeah, long yeah. armed guy. But yeah.
3: do we do do we think the pecking order has kind of has been worked out? yet, just like from a narrative sense between Mobley and Jared Allen in a Brook Giannis way. Like, who is the Brook? Because no. that's that's the guy who's not going to get the credit. I feel like the Brook could end up being Jared Allen.
1: It probably I mean, if Mobley has a good offensive year, it for sure will, right? Like, he's the one. But even defensively,
3: I do think that could Yeah, but could people don't watch
1: defense. So I think if Mobley has a fun offensive year and he's good that's on defense, good people will be like, oh, yeah, Mobley. He's the engine there. Jared Allen okay. got an all-star out of this deal. He's he's doing okay.
2: Uh, so, Adam, you're picking Drew?
1: Sure. <laughs> doesn't I, believe any I of his picks. No, I just, Colbert. I didn't, yeah, I, I suggested
3: sure. to pull back the curtain, <laughs> I suggested that we do this at the end of this episode. Completely forgot to prepare. Didn't look at names, didn't give any talk. Yeah, So now, welcome. I
4: got one. Uh,
3: I'm oh. really good, yeah.
4: Okay. Well, this is not going to answer the question that Rohan just did. I'm doing an offshoot. Does
1: Bud win Coach of the Year? I don't think they're ever no. going to give it to him again. No, they're the thir- not. It's the three coaches- situation.
4: He's
3: too dominant.
4: The three coaches to have win the his NBA Coach of the I'll Year three times. Are you ready? Sure. Greg Popovich. That one makes sense. Donnie Nelson. Ooh. Don Nelson. Sorry, that's his son. Um, and Pat Riley. You know what's crazy?
2: Spoh's never won. Never, never, Spoes won. Spoes
3: never, won. Like. never won. Yeah, I wonder this if he might gets it. be the it year. year. But the, we, everyone says that year. every year,
1: though. Mm, no.
3: This is not going to be the year.
1: If they're good, but that's exactly why it would be the year. That's how these work. But it, oh, they're but running out of gas, be. and he won 51
3: games. Don't worry. They're not going to be good. Well,
1: um, we argued about this in a previous podcast, folks. What's, the, what's the, to...
3: the threshold? What's I, the I threshold? think Nick Nurse is going to win Coach the year.
1: Ah, uh, no. Oh, that's a good goal. No, I think that's people are bored goal. of him. Hopefully. His stupid hats. I think we're just bored of
3: him.
1: <laughs> Who couldn't be? Uh, Scott, take, take the guitar you, your
2: pick, Ty? Hmm.
1: Finch. I'm a, I'll, I'll stick I'm with the wolves.
3: God, you've gone full Jordan here. Me? Yeah, did Jordan get to you with all
1: his wolves hype? I yeah. was high on the wolves too. I just wasn't as high as Jordan. It could be that I'm no,
2: don't, I'm not gonna. Spoil oh, actually,
1: you know, doing. I might, I might like Malone more after my Nuggets hype earlier. So make a pick, my, Mike Brown.
2: I said Finch. Mike Brown, yeah.
1: No, I okay. said Finch.
2: No, Jordan saying Mike Brown.
1: Yeah, I know. I said no, Jordan. Are you allowed Arthur? to not say Finch. I don't think I am contractually. No, he's going <laughs> to say um, Carlisle. Oh, <laughs> they're going to right? double. They're going to double their over under by by March. He's going to win Coach of the Year without going to the playoffs. The only actually coach... no, my picks to win Casey.
3: Dwayne Casey. I was going to say. I'll... Oh God. But I'm actually I'm holding that for. Before we get there.
2: Okay. Uh... Six man of the year.
3: <laughs> that's, that's not what we get there.
2: I know, but just got to get through
4: <laughs> Do we?
2: I, we're, we're already halfway, Ty.
4: <laughs> yeah, we got to finish this. Six man of the
3: year. Bobby Who's really us. good that. <laughs> He's he going to start too it. many games again. He wants
2: to do it. Jo- Jordan Poole. Uh, Norman Powell. Silver Silvert. maybe.
4: No- Norman Powell, actually, that's a really good one. I like that one could be important. Robin but, he might, but uh problem wow. though Norman Powell might might start too many games with
3: if the clippers Yes, yeah. I'm seeing Tyler Malcolm Gears Brogdon is gonna here. Starting. Is Brogdon not going to start? Nah, no, not, not initially. Okay, I'll take Brogdon then.
4: Brogdon's I know
3: I know game. it requires him to be healthy. Say, healthy.
4: It also requires I, him to score at least 20 points a game.
2: Not okay. necessarily 20. Because nah, this Hero's, is what this
3: award is, though. We've moved a little bit past that, right?
4: Well, Tyler, hero. Tyler
1: Hero just averaged. The Lou Williams, Jamal
3: Crawford, reign of terror is over. George.
1: But but, no. yeah, but Tyler, I think that's Tyros, Tyler Hero's reign of terror has just begun. Yeah. And Clarkson, <laughs> Clarkson split it with Ingles like two years ago. He's pretty much that. That's guy right. Too. Yeah.
2: Uh, I'm, I think I think Jordan Poole. probably go with him. Jordan Clarkson on
1: points. wherever he ends up. Phoenix. Hmm. Mm. Yeah, I mean, Jordan Poole and Hero are obviously the good bets.
2: Hero's going to start, I think. Oh, but
1: maybe not.
3: You get plus 8,000 on Joe Ingles. <laughs>
4: Does Jasmine <laughs> Bean start? I can't believe Ingles yeah. is
3: listed. Okay, that's the same odds as Derrick Rose. I got it. Bro. Are you <laughs> ready? Are you
1: ready? Ooh. Oh, boy. He can't even get it out. Oh, is he going to Russ, say Russell Westbrook? Oh, <laughs> Russ is
3: uh, the seventh favorite.
4: Oh wow, because he's a name. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Pete right? yeah Vegas but he's, is just but he's collecting in money. On the name.
1: They're just collecting yeah. money on that. God, that is so funny.
4: Um, What's are we missing? One an award? executive of the year. Executive of the year. No, what was the
1: one?
2: Uh, most rookie. improved rookie. Most improved. Oh,
1: rookie. Uh, Keegan Murray for rookie for me. Jaden Ivy.
2: Jaden, I I like that. Get I like off. that. <laughs>
4: yeah, <laughs> uh.
1: <laughs> I love that Dayden this I segment. Is a good pick. This segment is just all us confirming our priors with no other thought given.
3: Kind of stick to it. It's all part of the one thing for now. Like you gotta... uh,
4: I'm gonna go bold, Sam Presti, because he found another of the year. Yeah, because he <laughs> found another way to sit one of his rookies. Play pro-am ball.
1: Sam Presti for Rookie of the Year is a bold pick. George. They're going to need him to suit up when they run out of players.
4: <laughs> you're damn right. It's, well, <laughs> it's overdue at this point to tank.
3: If not, Jaden um, 9 you're going The Mavericks you're, rolled you're
4: out Tony Romo a couple years ago. Yeah. Let's do it with Sam Presti.
2: Um, I think I might take the safe pick. Just go Paolo.
4: Yeah. He's going to get buckets, too, if he stays healthy.
1: Yeah, it might end up being a stats versus role on team thing if the Kings are good, but that's also a huge if.
4: Like last Massive. year's Ricky the Race was rare. The fact that the top two guys were on teams that were at good, least went to the plan or greater. Yeah. I don't see yeah. that. the best
2: player obviously. from that class was third.
1: Who finished third? Cade. Oh, oh. I thought oh, Jalen oh, yeah, Green they got- did for a second, and I was like, yes, yeah, same. Okay. That's fine.
4: Do we an we
3: executive of the year?
4: Yeah, did we do miss that? most Why approved? Not. Was that almost? Oh, no, let's do that one because that's a I think that's Javon caught a pick. <laughs> you laugh, you laugh.
1: <laughs> the the uh, the ESPN, yeah. I mean, everyone wants John Wall. I just don't know what like we know what John. I John don't know what, Wall. I, like I, I don't, I don't think you should win it because you just didn't play for a year because you didn't want to. come No, off the not John. Back. Wall. That is not a comeback. That is a John, vacation.
3: The, no, but that's that's there's not
4: a lot. Of, there's either, a lot cause... of comeback worthy players though. like you could say John
1: Wall, Jamal Murray. I know, guy, but there's a lot of guys awards. coming back that's from not whole, That's that's well, the NFL. That's what it was originally. It's well, the I I'm going with Javon. I'm all in. Yeah, Javon, let's do it. Uh,
3: that's I love Javon. I hope he has a great season. That's insane.
1: I can't wait to see the comments. Ooh. And I picked Jaden
3: Ivey for rookie of the year. Uh,
1: Adam's I'm a Sadiq tough Bay time
3: looking past Tyrese Halliburton, who is the favorite, so that's pretty.
1: Mm. This award is stupid mm. if he wins. Everyone I, likes yeah. Tyrese Halliburton. Jordan, A he pacers?
4: can improve without
3: the pacers, A pacers being pick? anything
4: good. <laughs> what?
3: <laughs> um
4: God, this is always
3: hard. Like the second favorite, Jordan, is Anthony Edwards. It's just or sorry, favorite? Who's, the, fa- who's the favorite? Halliburton and Edwards are both plus nine hundred. Where's Harry's Maxi? And, and Zion Williamson is plus forty, doesn't
1: it? I actually got no? Ty,
3: Tyrese Maxey is plus sixteen hundred. He's fourth favorite. With These
1: are all bad. I mean, Maxi maybe, but they, they're all good. Like, but
3: uh, Maxi had such improvement last year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's what I was going to say. Have, yeah, he he is.
4: Have won it
2: last year. Yeah. Who's this the is... one most improved?
3: Jalen Brunson's plus eighteen hundred. Yeah, like, how can the he most, improve?
4: Who went most improved last year? Who
1: cares? <laughs> 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 glad, okay. glad we're doing this segment. Executive of the year. <laughs> okay, Brad Executive Stevens. Yeah, there's probably. a
3: narrative there that's gonna. Uh, if the Celtics have a good season and Malcolm Brogdon say does stay healthy,
4: John Morant he, won Most Improved last year. Oh so. yes, yes. Oh
3: okay, yes. I do care about that. To be that's
4: fair. that's
2: fine. Uh, so that's all the awards. We went through it. We did it. We got through there eventually. This has been a slog. We're we not doing we the it. whole executive.
3: I we just I, did I gave mine and then no one else just throw and just called and Ty, it. Ty,
2: I assumed you didn't care that much.
4: Tim Connolly. Yeah, Tim Connolly. Let's do it. What
2: did what
1: What did the Nuggets do? Wolves. He's on the Wolves. Wolves, excuse me. Wolves, excuse me. Wow.
3: Wolves, yeah. Should have known when Jordan picked them. That should
1: have been. Kobe Altman life. is a de- – it's it's whoever finishes best out of Nuggets, uh, Celtics. or excuse me. No, no, I did it too. Wolves, Celtics, Cavs. Cavs. Give it pro- against their expectations. They're yeah. just going to be like, "Wow, you did a great job with that risky trade. It panned out this year." You know what's you know it's you know crazy.
2: We're not going to we're not going to see a clean sweep again like we did with the Bucks with Coach of the Year, MVP, Executive of the Year. Mm-hmm. We're not going to see that again,
1: really.
4: I don't think it's going to be a long time so, until we do. I uh, we we brought it back. We tied it's not it
3: it's, it's not impossible. I could see teams where it's possible. Jordan's Sean. Jordan's favorite team. I do think there is a scenario. I don't think it would happen. Sean
1: Marks is on my list for exec of the year. If they they were actually good, I could see them being like, he kept the ship together. (laughs) Look at that. Crisis expert Sean Marks. It's so inspiring. You know what the real Uh, biggest offseason acquisition was? Kevin Durant. That's going to be the start of an athletic piece that's 18,000 words long about this. (laughs) His boardroom yeah we're definitely uh, and
2: and on that note let's let's wrap this up <laughs> um, this is uh this was a, a extensive preview we touched a lot of different stuff we even talked about Giannis. it was good made our mvp <laughs> predictions, um award predictions it was it was good hopefully you all enjoy it and hopefully you guys are going to be riding with us for the entire season because we're going to have things covered for you for the milwaukee bucks on all things gspn euro stuff winning six everything we're going to be we're going to be talking Milwaukee Bucks all season long. Hopefully you're here for the ride. Um, looking forward to it. Season starts on Thursday. Uh, very, very excited. We should be doing a playback for that game. We should have announced that earlier, but we didn't. We forgot. Uh,
3: but we're doing it now. People um, are definitely listening to the end Real the listeners playback. know,
2: and
1: that's all that matters.
2: Yes. Uh, and thank you. We appreciate that. Make sure you are subscribed wherever you're listening or watching to this. YouTube, podcast, platform or choice. leave a five-star rating and review. Check out gspn.info for all things zero step podcast network. Pod random and we will talk to you next time.